0: has been
1: pre-recorded for your listening and pleasure. This Doug and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in Cardi.
2: The hundreds of just a like on Facebook or a comment or my phone's been blowing up, which is great. I appreciate it all. And I'm going to Minden to see some great basketball. Because that, That's because you Doug Duda. This is Central Nebraska's most listened to all sports radio station.
1: I'm getting the tuna sandwich with lots of lettuce on it today. <laughs> you like
2: the tuna sandwich. Oh, yeah. I'll like never it. have to fight you for that. Nope, that'll be mine. I will never have to fight
1: you. That's my that favorite. Is. That's my go-to sandwich. Your flavor is? Yes. All of them?
2: Yes. Okay. A little spicier, the better. Okay. Because if I'm going to bite into something, I want it to kick back. So, you know, mild, eh, medium, eh, hot, Yes. Yeah. As much as I hate to get away from the award-winning last five minutes yeah, there that we've we got yeah. on this yeah. show. You're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities, 1460 and 1550 AM, and now 92.1 and 92.7 FM. You know, when you have this many papers, Jimmy, I don't know what happens to them all. I don't know where they go. They just mysteriously disappear. But all these piles here went down and not far enough.
1: I'm going to do some cleaning on my side because I've got dates here that say uh, Texas San Antonio football. Now,
2: coming to you live from the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth. Need a vehicle? Think midway.com.
1: Yeah, I try to do because Sometimes I just don't have time to put in the toaster.
2: Been a lively little show so far. Uh, Certainly been worth everything I paid to listen to it. It's time for the Doug and Daddy Show. And once again, the Doug and Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Doug Duda, Jim Ligon with you on this second show, third day of 2024. How
1: are you, Jimmy? Good to see you today, my man. Yeah. You too, Doug. I'm, uh, good to see you. We're on back-to-back days here in, in January, so yeah, it's it's been going pretty good. I, I forgot to say one thing I wanted to mention real fast, was they were talking about Dabo Sweeney had his nine-win season and he went from 11 to 23 and he's fourth all-time in nine-win seasons and uh, just behind bobby bowden and uh, the alabama head coach who's got right now has got 15 current and they trail one program, <laughs> Nebraska, from 69. Yeah. Did you see that? 33 consecutive. Bob Devaney had three of those, I believe, and maybe four. And then Tom Osborne had 29 or whatever that record was. But it was nice to, to
2: see T.O.'s picture up on the graphic again, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: And then Tom Osborne, they had a quote from Tom Osborne, and it said, "I, uh, the, My hardest job at Nebraska is to c- convince our fans that 10-1 and one is not a losing season. <laughs> forgot to mention that yesterday. I was, it was on my mind, and I... I thought, well, I'm going to bring that up first thing. And, in, and,
2: go ahead. And, and another thing, because we were talking about uh, some of the legends, and we talked about Paul Beronick and Walt Smith. Also, Brad Feekin had passed away while we were gone, and there was a lot. Uh, I mean, it had been a few days, but Dirk Chatland had wrote an article about him, and there's more up on social media who also had his connections to our area.
1: Yeah, he sure did, and I forgot that one too. Yeah, that was, that was somewhere between Christmas and, and New Year's Eve, I believe, yeah.
2: Uh, Happened on the thirtieth, and so his uh, his uh, arrangements. You can go to the World Herald website. Found out more. Let's talk about a couple good things. Okay, I think Brett Maher is back in the NFL uh, and back with the Rams. What do you think about that, Jimmy? Because they cut you, they bring you back.
1: Well, what what it's saying is that we're 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 kind of happy with you. But we think maybe we can find somebody better. And, you know, his extra points are, is what hurts him. It's nothing other, other than extra points. Um, now, this year he did have um, – he was like two out of five from 50 yards and beyond. Before that, he was really good. He had a really good track record. And I think they'd rather have somebody with experience and just hoping that one for six when he went extra points with the Dallas Cowboys. I think it was one out of six. And, and if I'm wrong – Uh, I apologize, but it was definitely one out of five. That
2: was in the playoffs. Yes. Which is coming up. Right. Which the Rams are in.
1: I know. But they're just thinking, hey, you know what, let's go. But, you know, that first extra point, there seems to be a little more pressure. But how about about the Michigan kicker after he missed the field goal and the trouble they had on their extra points? What do you think that extra point was like when he was going against Alabama? He misses that thing.
2: Well, we had a bad snap on one of those.
1: Yeah, I agree. Which that was, wasn't his yeah, fault. Yeah, I totally agree. And I've told you, I said that on this show previously, of being an extra point kicker and field goal kicker, that the holder and snapper are way more important than people give them credit for. They always, Oh, the field goal kicker missed that one. Well, a lot of that's not his fault. you got one job to do. Yeah, 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 that's one job that, that's got, it you got one just job just put dude. it right through there well coming
2: up on the Doug and Daddy show today we're going to talk with UNK wrestling coach Dalton Jensen here in a second as part of our Loper link they get ready for the D2 national duels we're also going to talk with former Husker Jordan Hooper uh, we were talking with Kelly Cooksley yesterday we already knew that Jordan was going to get her number retired Sunday in Lincoln, Uh, one of the few that goes up into the rafters as a 2,000-point, 1,000-rebound player, one of the all-time greats. She's also going to be honored along with Randy Carpenter at the Nebraska Girls Basketball Showcase at Kearney High on Saturday afternoon. So we'll get to talk to Jordan about both of those honors. And then, of course, uh, they will be in action, uh, the Husker women at home against Indiana on Sunday. The men play
1: Indiana at home tonight. We'll have it for you on KHS Radio. Uh, Nebraska, I think, is a six point favorite, Doug, Yeah. At home. Hope that, oh man, wouldn't that be nice? Just even <laughs> if they won by one, I don't care. Just That's let, right. we, win the game. Let's win, keep going. We can talk, keep talking about it. If they lose, you, we'll have that same discussion you have every year going, I bought into them <laughs> and
3: here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah
2: I, I've said it. I've, well, I've already said it once this year after the Minnesota game where Nebraska's playing well. They get the big double digit lead and then. But they've, they've bounced back, and they've done everything, I think, right since then. Hopefully, Rink Mast is back in the lineup tonight. Let's talk a little bit about Loper Sports, brought to you by Detterdings in Kearney and Grand Island. Beautiful fireplaces, great pricing and financing available right now on hot tubs. With winter, a great time for Asana and all the health benefits that Asana provides. You can ask the experts at Detterdings how a Finlow sauna can improve how you feel. Experience unmatched great customer service at Detterdings and see all the products in Kearney and Grand Island. Maybe you got a little Christmas cash, a great place to pass that along as well. Or go to dennerdings.com. Dalton Jensen, Happy New Year. Thanks for coming in. How are you, man?
4: Doing great. Appreciate you guys having me on.
2: Well, uh, we're jumping right into it here. Uh, we've got kind of everybody easing back into it with Loper Basketball tomorrow night at home against Lincoln in Central Missouri coming up on uh, Saturday. So we got that going on, and uh, the indoor track season going on, swimming going on, but wrestling is where the heart and soul right now. This Loper program is out. Uh, how how you feeling getting ready here for semester number two?
4: Good. It's nice to give our guys, you know, we give our guys 10 days off over break, which that's kind of a lot. Um, you know, thinking about my competing days, you know, especially when I was at Iowa State, you know, maybe get three or four days off for Christmas. But we think it's a good thing for guys to get out of here, get mentally refreshed and refocused, and obviously spend some quality time with family. And I guess I always feel, our sport's pretty self regulatory that those guys can have those days off, but they have to come back and make weight. So they're doing something over that break and, and taking care of themselves. So because uh, it's a pretty quick turnaround once we, we hop back at it.
2: I better turn my mic on. There we go. Be honest with me. What for, for the little guys, three or four pounds is a big deal. For the big guys, three or four pounds isn't a big deal. They walk in the room and they sweat that baby off. Uh what where are you at with that? What what do you tell the guys? What's Permissible from a coach for these guys.
4: I mean, you'd like to see everybody stay within, you know, ten pounds or so of their weight class. Um, you know, and you hope they're still hopping on a scale uh, pretty regularly over over that break. But I mean, realistically, I mean, we recruited at a high level and and guys that. I mean, it's their career. I mean, our coaches are just here as resources and, and helping them achieve their goals. So uh, remove us from the picture for a few days. Those guys should still be able to self-monitor and take care of themselves. So uh, it's not necessarily something I lose sleep over. I'm worried that these guys aren't aren't going to take care of themselves because uh, you know, the guys that are going to be on the podium in March, like, they're obviously doing all the right things.
1: Yeah, it seems to me that'd be very self-motivating. It's just like students in class. I mean, the students that are motivated in class, the teachers there—they have some stuff, but they have to make sure that they're getting stuff in, help put it in on time. And I would imagine the average wrestler—he would eat tremendously one night, and then go, "Okay, uh oh, did I? <laughs> That's probably stupid, but I got to—I got to hit the sauna, the steam room, or do something here real quick." I right.
2: just, just got to say, I saw Jack Allen yesterday. He was eating healthy. Well, was a, he was eating good, healthy. Yeah, good deal. <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> he can afford. He can afford a few. That's pounds right. He's a few up. pounds underweight, actually. So, <laughs> <laughs> talk about the first half of the season. We're going to get into the duels and all that, and and, and you finished up here a while back, going up to uh, South Dakota. But the first few meets, uh, how did you feel? Things went for your guys.
4: Yeah, I mean, this first semester, you know, getting these guys some mat time, getting them in a couple of opens. Obviously, we had a few duels here and there. So, uh, you know, it's just about this is the time of year where we're starting to transition to actually getting. Our solid, you know, ten guys. Our ten starters. Our lineup in place. And you know, national duels. I think we'll still probably have one of our guys out, um, so it might be even a couple more weeks till we really get that lineup uh, exactly how we think it's going to end up being for postseason. Um, but we're this will be the first time we're actually pretty close. Uh, Billy Higgins um, will be back competing in action here at at national duels. Someone that was ranked number one pretty much all of last year uh, got hurt last year at nationals and end up defaulting to sixth place. But uh, he'll be back back in competing for the first time this year. Uh, another older guy, senior Nick James, uh, two-time All-American, Carney High grad, uh, was picky pick and choosy. We only competed him in uh, I think two events that first semester, uh, so he'll be back in full action here the second semester. So seeing those those guys back in it, and you know, obviously they're huge leaders for our team too. So uh, excited to see where we're at. Going to be uh, you know kind of full go now that we, you know, that first semester I think preseason rankings we started off ranked 18th, you know, and. It's almost laughable because it's, you know, if we finish that low, I think Bauer might fire me. But, but you know, it's we have a lot of unproven guys. We have, you know, seven sophomores starting for us this year. Um, Six of those seven are first-time starters. So it's just a lot of guys that just haven't proven where they're at yet and been on the podium yet and still haven't to this point, but I think now we're ranked seventh and those guys are starting to showcase how good they are something that we knew internally uh, but now they're kind of starting to go on notice across the country uh, with some big wins so far
1: you know the year um, unk won the 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 national championship there were probably six to ten teams that were really competing well and had a chance maybe to win it then after the first day it was down to about four Mm -hmm. how many teams legitimately would you say have a shot to win it maybe this year including let's include ourselves as as one of those seven
4: you know it's the national championships anything can happen um you know central oklahoma returning national championship team they finished second behind us two years ago uh, on paper they're just uh, pretty solid a lot of proven guys um, again not that that's everything but obviously if you can prove yourself by getting on the podium in March you're probably likely to go do it again the next year um, but still it's sports and things happen but they have a pretty darn tough team again on paper probably one of the favorites um, but if they just have one variable change of you know and not that I'd wish that on anyone but if they have someone get hurt or anything like that um, you know yeah you're top Six, seven, eight teams are all all very good and on the right day um, could find themselves in a trophy hunt or, or potential national championship team. So uh, I've really liked the way it's kind of dispersed out the last couple years where uh, more of those teams, those second, third, fourth, fifth place teams are, are kind of right there head and heels above the rest rather than just, you know, one or two teams mm-hmm. are just walking the torch with, with just themselves.
2: UNK Wrestling Coach Dalton Jensen with us in studio today uh, on our Loper link. It's something I ask you all the time, but just kind of going back to what you were talking about, doesn't sound like we got just uh, some second semester guys that are coming back for you this year?
4: Um, you know, no no transfers or anything coming in for us right now. Just some guys that have, have been here, uh, like a Billy Higgins, that are just going to be hopping on the mat for the first time. Right. Um, you know, and... You know, us being ranked, whatever it was, sixth or seventh in those last polls, that's without Billy Higgins in the rankings, too, a a guy that we think is probably very capable of, uh, if he stays healthy, winning a national championship. So, you know, this team, again, a group of young guys, uh, mostly sophomores, but I think it's a team that could could go crack the top five this year and and maybe on the right day go contend for a national title, Um, you know, a lot of work between now and then, but... uh, you know, then once March is complete, it's exciting to know, hey, these guys are all coming back for two more years. So it's really kind of something to look forward to and build upon and, and again, just continue to see these guys improve.
2: How many wrestlers will you actually take to the D2 national duels? Obviously only 10 guys can go, but you got to be covering yourself. How many guys do you usually take?
4: Yeah, so it let us weigh in 17 guys. Um, I like even numbers, so we'll weigh in 16. 16 yeah. um, but typically, you kind of just want to have a couple insurance policies there. Uh, I almost think about it as, you know, if we have a backup 25 that comes, he can be there to, to cover 125 or 133 um, if anything were to happen to either of those varsity guys. So kind of have uh, an extra guide about every odd weight uh, just to be there just in case. But I'll try to – It's tough to have to come with us and then just go make weight both days and not compete. So they're given an opportunity to get some extra matches with some other extras from some other teams. So I'll make sure I get everybody a match that's that's coming along with us.
2: Well, tell us about it. The brackets are out. Uh, To be honest, when we were talking about it, there's some schools that, we're not used to hearing about. Uh, You talked about the overall national championship. There's some new programs out there. There's some new faces out there. Uh, Obviously, Central Oklahoma out of the MIAA uh, has been solid. Uh, Who do you draw? What's it look like this year at the duels?
4: Yeah, so we're the sixth seed uh, going in. We'll have Glenville State out of West Virginia first round. Um, I believe they finished right behind us in nationals last year. I think they finished up ninth Uh, at the National Championship, Um, and assuming we can get through them in the quarterfinals, we would have the number three seed, which is Lander, uh, kind of a newer program. Uh, They end up finishing second at the NCAA Championships last year, and they've been ranked number one pretty much all all of this year until these last rankings which I think they probably still should be number one uh, but they dropped to number three so that was our our quarterfinal draw which um, I'm really looking forward to that duel especially because we're uh, you could say the underdog going into that duel that uh, you know on paper maybe they outmatch us but I think we line up uh, really really well with them so I think it's going to be a fun duel that you know potentially might see a 5-5 split and it's going to come down to Mm -hmm. bonus points so really looking forward to that opportunity to for again some of our unproven and younger guys to be able to go see some of these guys that, for their team where they have you know seven or eight guys that are all ranked in the top eight uh, it's a it's an opportunity for our guys to see where they're at.
2: Chess game and duels but I just don't think I've seen that as much in college as you do at high school is that true?
4: Yeah I mean I, I don't even the analytical side of, of high school coaches where they're matching up a duel and thinking we're you know where do we need to bump here, 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 and you just don't see that in college. It's there's just such a drastic difference between weight classes that you might even have a, a national champ at at one weight class, but to go bump them up against a potential All-American at the next weight class, like that's doesn't necessarily favor your guy because uh, there's just such a stylistically difference between each weight class. Whereas high school, if you're a stud, you're a stud, whether you bump one or two weights yeah. you're probably going to be the the favorite so don't see that a ton uh seen it a few a few times in some division one duels this year with some really elite level guys I know Iowa and Iowa State have have both done a couple bumps uh this year for opportunity to win the duel and it, and it did work out for them so um you know I don't know maybe we'll start seeing that here more in the future so
1: you know, Coach, you, you wrestled at Iowa State about, man, 15 years ago, and uh, I wanted to ask you a question about that. I know Iowa State and Iowa wrestling and the way they packed the arena for that duel, and even like Oklahoma State and Oklahoma and Iowa, uh, Iowa State. T- you tell us just a little bit about some of the crowds that were there, and you had a decent career. I mean, you never did win the national championship, but you had a really pretty good career at Iowa State. Go ahead and talk a little bit about it, if you would, for maybe 30 seconds or a minute.
4: Yeah, so I was a uh... – I was at Iowa State for three years. Uh, you know, I was a national qualifier my sophomore year before I ended up transferring here and finishing out my career. But Russell Cale Sanderson, and who's you know the name in our sport, and since then he. You know, I was part of that transition when he left to go to Penn State, so it seemed to be the right move for him. I think they've won nine out of the last 11 <laughs> NCAA championships since he, he went there, so obviously a good move uh, on his part, but great opportunity and chance to wrestle under that guy. Uh, and, and just that timeline that I, I happened to be there, that I was lucky enough to be uh, teammates with some real studs that, uh, you know, we were a top, top three team in the country at that time, and Iowa was number one in the country, so that duel. Uh, was like number one versus number two or one versus three at the time. So, I mean, we were setting records for attendance during those times, and uh, it was just a real exciting time. And I hope you know, hope our, Iowa State's kind of getting back up there again to be in a top top five, top you know top three team again. So hopefully that happens and gets that rivalry kind of back to where it should be.
2: Dalton Jensen's with us here. I want to mention two or three of your guys here. Uh, a couple of them were either the Wrestler of the Week or were up for it, Zacharita, and you got a heavyweight in Crew Howard that maybe – is his name's popped up more than anybody else, at least in this first semester.
4: Yeah, Zach uh, beat the number 10 ranked kid from Shattern uh, about a month ago. And, you know, he's a kid that redshirted last year at 133, kid from Omaha, Scott. And, you know, he, he came to me this summer like, I I want to be the guy. What do I got to do? I think I can make 125. So he, he decided to make that sacrifice and cut down and has his handled his nutrition and his weight well. And, you know, he ended up we wrestled Augustana that last duel of the semester, and he was beating the number one ranked kid, returning national finalist for six minutes and 38 seconds of the match, uh, and then gets taken down with about 17 seconds left and, and loses by one. But that just kind of shows right where he's at and and someone that I think could be someone special in his career, but someone that I think could go go hop on the podium this year and, and on the right day maybe be in, be in the national finals. So been really impressed with him so far. And then uh, Crew Howard, someone that we – uh, we've known is just someone that's that's extra special he's a kid that just puts in more time than anybody you, you can't kick him out of the wrestling room and 4.0 student so I mean he's just well-rounded but uh, you know kid that he beat uh, a couple of national qualifiers a couple all-americans last year um, we decided to to roll with Lee Harrington who was kind of just more proven at the time being a returning two-time all-american and then end up uh, finishing again as an all-american last year so really could have rolled with either one of those guys at the national championships last year and there's no doubt in my mind crew would have been an all-american so uh, for him to step up this year, and you know, I think they threw him as low as maybe 10th in the rankings, uh, the first or second rankings, and now he's all, all the way up to number two. And uh, no doubt in my mind, someone that can go contend for a national championship this year.
2: NTV did a nice story. There was some pub out here about one of your wrestlers in Adonis. Uh, just Kind of take that to the not necessarily the next level, but maybe not everybody got to saw that see that story. And uh, I know they replayed it again uh, over the holidays here. But uh, you got a special young man. That uh, what does he bring? How does that happen? Uh, what made him a UNK Loper?
4: Yeah, I mean Adonis Lattimore, uh, state champ from Virginia, and you know his story was covered all over ESPN and and different uh, media outlets last year or two years ago when he ended up winning a state title out in Virginia and uh, someone, someone that was born without. Uh, any legs and uh, only has uh, one finger on one of his hands so obviously some difficulties and challenges uh, physical difficulties and challenges growing up and that just never stopped him just someone that's just mentally tough and makes no excuses and so I'd send him a congratulatory message uh, on social media after he'd won a state title and and he kind of followed it up with hey I'm, I'm interested in wrestling in college how about can I come take a visit and so uh we flew him and his family out here and just great family and you know after meeting his parents it's uh the reason uh you know Adonis is is obviously very mentally tough and has endured a lot but um I think there's an extra variable that goes into people overcoming challenges like that and, and meeting his parents and seeing how supportive they've been but also not coddling him and and not making any excuses for him either, um, I think is a big testament to why he is where he is. And someone that's, you know, that had been a tough transition for anybody to be from Virginia and win a 106-pound state title to transition to college wrestling at 125 pounds. Um, then obviously having his physical challenges is just an extra couple variables, uh, how that would be tough. But he's got a couple college wins under his belt and continues to get better. And and just a good leader on the team, leads by example. He's a pretty quiet kid. Um, but... No matter what we're doing, running a mile, doing doing hill sprints, doing stadium runs, he does it all uh, and makes no excuses. So uh, if any of our other guys make an excuse, hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna slap him upside the head. And... <laughs> yeah,
1: no doubt about it. Does. Yeah, he with that, out, yeah, <laughs> yeah, when you're looking around and you're going, I'm really tired, and you look over there, and you go, God, I think I can do
4: this. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I think that's good and and good for you too for reaching out. I'm I'm really proud of you here in Kearney, Nebraska, having a coach that will do that.
4: Yeah, no, I mean he's. Uh, you know he just brings a ton of value to our program and like i said he's a good leader very quiet kid very humble kid um but just does all the right things and just wants to get better and um you know again there's just he does everything that's asked of him plus some um, never you don't have to make any adaptations or anything for him he just finds a way
2: Head coach of your UNK wrestling team, Dalton Jensen, after the duels. Uh, talk about when folks can come watch you guys wrestle. What's up for the rest of January?
4: Yeah, so we'll be hitting our – basically rolling right into our conference schedule after national duels. Uh, I think that following week, Friday, uh, we'll wrestle against Newman. And then and then I think right after that's our Midwest duels that we host at the Buffalo County Fairgrounds where we'll have uh, three – Three division two opponents that day as well. One of them being a Watchtop Baptist, who's now an, uh, an affiliate member for wrestling in our conference. Uh, they just added in this year, so starting to schedule them. And so I think that's a twelve hour drive we get to look forward to next year <laughs> to head back down to them. So,
2: well, uh, get get them together and uh, have a have a good time and learn something about uh, what's going on. But uh, off to Iowa, so you are back in the the home state uh, coming up this weekend and uh, looking forward to. A, uh, some good Loper wrestling. So, Dalton, thanks for coming in and uh, appreciate chatting with you.
4: Yep, appreciate it, guys. Thanks a ton.
2: UNK Wrestling Coach Dalton Jensen joining us here on our Loper link. Again, uh, we kind of ran over what was going on, so uh, go out and see some basketball uh, on Thursday and Saturday when the teams are at home uh, as well. Our Loper link brought to you by Dutterdings in Kearney and Grand Island lot of cool things going on with the lopers
1: yeah sure is that was a really a good touching story too there doug i'm glad you had i am look, glad you had him tell it uh, live on the air and uh yep yeah, b- very interesting well we'll you can find out more
2: again that story that ntv did checked out their website and uh, we'll be back jordan hooper is going to join us a little bit later on stay with us here on the doug and daddy show
0: with purpose outdoor living for new beginnings for over 25 years this has been our passion with unmatched quality precision and expertise at johnson landscape every project is like our own and every customer like family build your dreamscape today with johnson landscape
2: Escape Ordinary by heading to Cunningham's downtown or Cunningham's on the Lake in Kearney. You'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town, happy hour specials, and great food. An outstanding place to relax with friends after work, on the weekends, or any time to escape everything. Plus, you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location. It's a great time every time when you escape ordinary at Cunningham's Journal, on the bricks, and Cunningham's on the Lake, Carney.
0: Today's weather is brought to you by Farm Bureau agents, Matt Myers and Rich Peters. When it comes to protecting your family, home, cars, and farmer ranch, you can count on your local agents to help you get the coverage you need. Contact Matt Myers and Rich Peters in Kearney today. Securities and services offered through LBO marketing services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau financial services. It's been years since you graduated, but your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life and auto and home and business insurance. Imagine that. One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. In Carney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services, 308-234-4922. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. Here's your Tri-City.
2: Doug and Daddy show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Glad to have you along with us on this Wednesday. Tomorrow, Storm Hockey. Coach Noreen will be in. Joe Bartle to wrap up fantasy football. We're going to talk with Jordan Hooper here in just a little bit. In the Midway Auto Dealership Broadcast booth at Midway Chevrolet, Midway Chrysler, so many great... Different uh, brands that are on the lot, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, welcoming you into 2024 and wishing you Happy New Year. You can check out the newest items on the lot. You can see what's coming down the pike here in the 2024 year by asking about their preferred pre-order program. Cars, trucks, SUVs, save some money right now on a new 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 Elevation. Beautiful one on the lot. Or the Red Tag do more together this holiday season Or uh, the Chevy Red Tag deal, 2.1% APR or $1,500 total cash allowance. You can go to thinkmidway.com. Midway, it's a better way. South 2nd Avenue in Kearney. Well, Jimmy, you got back to high school basketball
1: last night. Some close ones out there. Where were you? Oh, I was at Centura and Centura and Sutton and and, uh, the Centura girls. One and the Sutton boys, one, but Centura boys are, are 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 really a lot better than their record indicates right now. They had a couple players that can step up and play. and I was pretty impressed with them.
2: Then you take a look at Carney uh, High. Went to North Platte, got a couple of wins last night, and uh, again the Carney boys put up uh, over ninety points in the ball game last night. So it's kind of the haves and have-nots uh, when you get to that. Carney uh, High will be uh, in action uh, this week. Uh, with more uh, basketball for the uh, girls. They won 56-44. to The wrestling team will get Lincoln East. That's the gymnasium match, but that's on the road uh, tomorrow. Kozad stayed undefeated last night. Uh, Ord missed a free throw with four seconds to go. They got a rebound, hit about a 26-footer for a three-pointer to win the game by one, and Kozad remains undefeated, and that's probably... As big a story as anything around here, Cozad boys undefeated right now in basketball.
1: Yeah, and Cozad has uh, had some n- nice wins and uh, have actually beaten some fairly good teams uh, so far this year, too. So uh, it's not like they have a weak schedule. They they've took on some really good teams, but for them to be undefeated, uh, if they were uh, six and four, seven and three, we'd be saying, hey, pretty good season for them. But, you know, going 10 and 0, they've really stepped it up.
2: I think they probably had some fun in the Amherst Wood River doubleheader last night. Had some up and down. Girls scored 67 51 in the girls' game uh, last night and just got to see Amherst in the holiday tournament, obviously. And uh, the Amherst boys, it was 40 40 with less than two minutes to go when Amherst found a way to beat Wood River 45-42. And we get to see both of these schools Thursday and Friday. Tomorrow night, Amherst hosting Ansley Litchfield, and that game will be the two on paper, best boys teams in the Fort Kearney Conference. The doubleheader at six on the Vibe ninety eight nine and then Wood River is at Ravenna and that is Friday night and we will have that for you on the Vibe as well.
1: Yeah Am- Amherst Boys and the Ansley Litchfield boys I think will probably be the one and two seeds in the Fort Kearney Conference and will host uh when they when they have those um, when they get to host the semifinals. Um a- 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 Ansley Litchfield's been having a pretty good record right now and think they had a big win over elm creek to kind of maybe lock up that too but overton boys um who's had a couple injuries uh we'll see how they hang on and they might be also one of the teams that might be one of the teams that would host there at that time in that uh, semifinal.
2: well yeah uh see how things uh play out because i think uh yeah you're gonna see some good basketball uh, down the road here we get wrestling later this week amherst invite we've got Carney catholic basketball with uh Friday taking on GICC, and boy, the GICC girls are continuing to roll over there. And uh, just one loss on the year, and then you've got uh, them taking on North Platte Saturday here on ESPN. Uh, So uh, the Nebraska Basketball Coaches Association uh, were asked to nominate and get past and present coaches for the Wooden Legacy Award. Jeff Droge, who is the president of the Nebraska Basketball Coaches Association, will be in – ravenna friday night to uh present coach paul Baronic's family with the wooden legacy award and uh so we're looking forward to being part of that we're gonna have more on that uh when we get uh, to uh, friday but uh looking forward with jeff coming in getting more information on that and i know they're gonna have a nice little video and uh so that'll be friday night and looking forward to being over there
1: yeah I'm, I'm, me too i think that'll be a, a, a good atmosphere and Ravanna's fans have always uh, followed fairly well whether they win or lose they've always had a pretty good following uh they're like everybody else uh Shelton right now if you go to a Shelton basketball game you got yeah. a lot of people at the games right now you know when you start winning uh, you bring some people I think the old expression you bring them out of the woodwork you know what I mean but uh right now uh, there's good fans and good fan base a uh, big crowd so uh, there's been some pretty good crowds this year uh Doug at some of the games I've worked
2: yeah, so uh, Shelton uh, swept Gibbon last night in that rivalry matchup as well. I was over at Pleasanton, had two close games. Silver Lake won the girls' game 44-42. And then the boys' game, they jumped out by 13. Pleasanton, Silver Lake did. Pleasanton came back and had the lead. And then uh, things turned around, and the stretch run made by Silver Lake, they won it by a score of
1: 52-39. Yeah, I got to listen to the last uh, quarter and a half, Doug, in my car on the way home. from. Uh, imagine
2: that. My games take forever. Jimmy's games do not take forever. And we got started early, too. Did you? Not early, early, but we did. We waited and we got things going over there. So, uh, but. There were some fouls. I think you would have even blown your whistle last
1: night. I heard you say that too. Uh, you, I and mean, your post game, you said, "Well, you got in a little bit of foul trouble. Not that they weren't fouls. In other <laughs> words, the mom and dad. It sounded like they were so bad that even the parents of the player would have called the foul on their own son." Yeah, it it,
2: it was. It can be funny at times because yeah, yeah. it was like in the first quarter of the boys game. The first, I mean, in the first quarter, they called eight fouls on Pleasanton. Yep. That you couldn't have argued with seven of them. Yeah, dirty. I mean yeah. Then you couldn't have, and they right. didn't call any on Silver Lake. And right. then the next quarter, not intentional, but that's just the way it is. And Jimmy, it got me thinking. That you now with that five, I've I've seen a little bit here with this five foul reset, where it really changes things in the ball game, where you can get so much more aggressive in the last minute. Let's face it, you're resting a kid, or you're putting somebody that has no fouls at that point. They can just get all over you defensively. If they commit a foul, big deal. They might get a steal up between the top of the key and half court. Might get the steal. If they don't, it's your first foul. It's the team's
1: second. We're not shooting any free throws. Yeah, you can sub in and use some uh, substitute players that aren't aren't extremely valuable to you on offense and go ahead and foul with them, bring them up the ball, up the court. And if they're not going to shoot any free throws, you're not going to let them go down and take a shot. You know, you can get them at about – with 10 seconds to go, they bring the ball up, you can foul them with seven, foul them again with four, foul them again with one, and they aren't getting anything done. And that player – wasn't going to make the player you put in there wasn't going to play maybe at all and now he gets to play a little bit and you go out there and find <laughs> something that he can do to maybe help you win a game and stop them from scoring right at the end of the half so if you've got zero fouls you can do that and i think i think it's a really good rule doug i really do like the rule change i think it's good and, and it's also you don't have that hey the fouls are 10 to 0 because it's up on the board <laughs> yeah. yeah now they stop, stop at it at five, five. yeah uh, they don't to they, all the way to 10. if they don't stop it at five we'll go talk to the scoreboard yeah. operator. what are you? doing. We got one these sixes on me. there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And hey, uh we knew it was coming. It happened last night. We have a new all-time Girls basketball win coaching leader in the state of Nebraska. Russ Steinmeier in Douglas County West defeated Loganview Scribner, Schneider last night for career win number 639. 583 of those came at Sandy Creek, spent a little time uh, on the bench in Class A, and now has been at Douglas County West. So 639. Three other coaches have more than 600. Ken Cook of Freeman, Jim Miller of Omaha Marion, John Larson of Crete. Cook and Miller retired in 2009. And if I have this right, I still believe that Rick Petrie at Carney Catholic is third most wins active right now, and he would be at 561 or two um, from, from where he is at. And Chris Conner is volleyball. She's third active in that. It isn't
1: too. that in that interview? We were talking, uh, Tim O'Day and I were talking in the car, because you go through referees, you spend a lot of time together. And we were trying to talk about people that when he started, who's still coaching? You know, like I mean, when he started refereeing, who is still coaching? You can imagine how many I've got. You know what I mean? I mean, the, the, the list is zero. I mean, you know what I mean? I, yeah, yeah, wow. I, yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah, when I started wow. started officiating, you know what I mean? It, it, it's and, it's, and uh, but he Rick Petrie's the one he had when he Rick Petrie was all, was still coaching when Tim O'Day started officiating. But there's not many that are around. I mean, when you when you think about it. Uh,
2: Sorry, Rick. Didn't mean to bring that part of it up. No, <laughs> no, that's good. No, that's it's no,
1: that's good. I think it's it, it's that's kind of an interesting deal. But uh, you know, Russ Neinmeyer was at, at Sandy Creek, and now he's at DC West. I did work him the other day uh, when they happened to play uh, Bridgeport um, in a play to go to the state game last year in yeah. C one. They met in Carney High, and yeah. right so
2: Bridgeport won that
1: one. Yeah, very easily. Yeah, yeah, Bridgeport, <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Uh,
2: also. Uh, Two sides of the spectrum, because we're getting ready to talk to Jordan Hooper here after the next break. When it came to women's basketball last night, Caitlin Clark, they got some national TV exposure last night. I think it was NBC Sports that was showing the Michigan State-Iowa game. And close throughout Michigan State, I think it was up by a bucket at half. And uh, you've probably seen the highlight by now, but Clark just gets a shot away. I mean, it's leaving her hand with two-tenths of a second left from the Iowa logo buries the three to beat Michigan State 76-73, and she had 40 of those 76 points.
1: Yeah, everybody knew who was going to take the shot, including the other four Iowa girls. Yeah. And they went out, and she wasn't like it was uncontested. And uh, when she hit it, yeah, she was excited. Setting
2: those screens 25 feet away. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know what's really kind of amazing about it, too, is when, once the ball went, you thought there was more than a 50% chance that thing was going to go in. And when she hit it... Um, She was celebrating. She was really happy and excited, but not like you normally would because she's done that a few times.
2: Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah,
1: if you've only done it once in your life, it's pretty exciting.
2: Well, Caitlin Clark and the girls do that. And then on the other side of things, Jimmy, did you see the Grambling Women and their score last night? No, I did not. They played a school called the College of Biblical Studies of
1: Louisiana does it sound like they're going to be very, a lot of money in, involved in the recruiting for <laughs> any sport. Athlete, yeah. Name, name, they do it again. The people that were listening got to listen again. Name, here, this, this is the College
2: call. of Biblical Studies of Louisiana.
1: Yeah, you know, they don't do a lot of gambling probably there on the point spread on that gambling game. But what was, give and me I a, guess, what, give, tell me how many points were scored total uh, by both teams. You know, there's like a
2: Concordia's, there's mm-hmm. like, a, like a lot of Concordia's, so you have to yeah. designate. I wonder how many College of Biblical Studies there are to make sure that you say of Louisiana.
1: Yeah. Give me this, Doug. I want okay. to know how many total points were scored, and then I'm going to give you a guess.
2: Okay, the total points scored in last night's game was 177. 177 points were scored in the game last night.
1: Okay, I'm going to say the score was, um, with doing a lot of just some quick math here, I'm going to say it was 130. To 47.
2: At the end of the first quarter, it was 34 to nothing. Okay. At halftime, it was 82 to 10. Okay. The final score, 159 to 18. The 141-point victory is the biggest margin in Division I women's basketball
1: history. 159 to 18. I'm sure to say that they will not be playing again next year. (laughs) We'll take a break. Creighton won last night, and it wasn't looking good
2: early. Creighton men uh, were only up 4-28-24. That's not their pace. They need 80s and ninety, And then they started the second half a 26-7 to run, and they won it 77-60 to at Georgetown, who's at the bottom of the league.
1: You know, Doug, they lost their point guard, mm-hmm. and he was going to go to, um, I believe, Arizona. And the Arizona coach got another job, and he was going to play with his brother or something. So he said, hey, I want to come back to Creighton. And Creighton said, no, nah, sorry. you already wanted to leave. You're gone. And I think he ends up in Gonzaga now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. kind of an interesting deal how that t- – he wanted to come back, and Creighton said, no. Nah. But, um, you know, that, sometimes you got to do that. I mean, if you're you're one of the elite top ten programs – you're playing at Nebraska, and you go, hey, I'm leaving. Where are you going to go? I'm going to go to Arizona. And they say, well, I want to come back. No, sorry. It's not open anymore. Creighton can do that.
2: Guess who's coming to Omaha tonight to play the Creighton women? Who is it? Gino Paige, UConn.
1: Oh, is that right?
2: Playing tonight at Creighton for the women's game. Of course, as we said, the Huskers are playing Indiana tonight. The Huskers off to their best start since 91, just after 8 o'clock on KHAS Radio and the Big Ten Network and uh, Hastings College women. Uh, used a 27-6 run in the second quarter to beat Bellevue yesterday, 62-50. Two area athletes uh, led the way. They out-rebounded Bellevue by 20. And Rachel Gooden, the freshman out of Adams Central, 14 points, 13 rebounds. Kieran and Polk of Wood River, 10 points and 12 rebounds. The Hastings women and men will host Morningside, who's always tough, coming up on Saturday. Good. We'll take a break. Be back with more Jordan Hooper right after this. <laughs> Imagine a job where your inner child could be released. Franklin County Roads is here to make your inner child's dreams come true. Make a good living maintaining the roads of Franklin County. Come on, what little kid didn't want to drive a real taco machine and play in the dirt all day? To find out how you can help get started living your inner childhood dreams, stop by the Roads Department at 1215 G Road, Franklin, Nebraska, or call 308-425-3710 from 9 to 4, Monday through Thursday. Don't have a CDL? That's okay. Franklin County will pay for your schooling. Franklin County Roads Department
0: is an equal opportunity employer.
1: Where you're a neighbor, not a
3: number,
0: we're Custom Pack. This week at Custom Pack, get USDA Choice Boneless Beef Rump Roast for 5.38 a pound or hickory-smoked ham shanks, to 18 a pound, and fresh lean pork shoulder roasts for $1.95 a pound. All this and more at Custom Pack in Hastings.
1: At Custom Pack.
0: Calling all superheroes. Did you know that 221 children in Kearney and Buffalo County, Nebraska this year alone entered the court system due to abuse or neglect? Nobody longs for a safe and loving family more than a child in foster care. As a CASA volunteer, you show us how superheroes are not just the ones you see on TV wearing capes. There are superheroes right here in Kearney and Buffalo County. It's true they walk among us and it could be you. Become a volunteer that works side-by-side with foster children as they go through the court system. These volunteers are voices for the children. As a volunteer, you will be thoroughly trained and well-supported by professional staff to help you through each case. For more information on becoming a volunteer, go to CarneyBuffaloCountyCasa.com. You can keep a child safe and make a difference in their life today. Be a superhero and go to CarneyBuffaloCountyCasa.com. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable, offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Five Points Bank innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney, and Hastings. Choose
1: better things. It's
3: the quality of life.
4: As our jingle says, it's the quality of life. This is Doug with Detterdings and Kearney and Grand Island. Enhance the quality of your life with a new hot tub, fireplace, or sauna from Detterdings and Kearney and Grand Island. Come and see us this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Kearney Home Show at the Buffalo County Fairgrounds. Special pricing on hot tubs, fireplaces, saunas, and the Big Green Egg. See you at the Kearney Home Show this weekend. It's the
1: quality of life.
2: Dug and Daddy show rolling along here on ESPN Tri-Cities So glad to have you along with us. Well <laughs> TNL Irrigation has been taking care of things here since uh, well over 70 years and uh, we've been talking about TNL for a long time. They've been one of the great sponsors of the Doug and Daddy show and we sure appreciate it and they appreciate your business over the last 70 years and through 2023 and hope that they can help you out again here at 2024. go to TL. IRR.com for more information or to find out who your local dealer is. Of course, we keep telling you Bill Shapley's right here at Mid-States Irrigation and Repair, Kearney and Loop City. He'll help you out and you can find out why T&L is the best around. Whether it's the Precision Point Touch, whether it's a new quarter mile system, whether you want to check out what's going on with their end of the year beginning of 2024 Harvest Special deal, it's all there for you. You can't count on much these days, but you can count on TNL irrigation for their timely precipitation in your field. We were at break here, Jimmy, and this this will be for like what fifteen percent of our listeners will get this. But I'm going to throw this out. Okay. The, the headline was Cheesick won't return as North Carolina defensive coordinator, and I went. I didn't even know Jeremy liked the Tar Heels.
1: <laughs> 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 ah, like it.
2: Oh I like man, it. there you go. Uh, so. Got that for you as a little bit here.
1: I, I'm going to say less than 15% got it.
2: Okay. Well, we can go with that. Uh, we can go with that. Uh, Jordan Hooper going to join us here in just a second. What do you remember about Jordan, um, uh, Jimmy? Because Seward and South Sioux City had such great runs. This was kind of on the back end. Sandy Creek had already kind of done their thing. Um, this was right about the time that Carney Catholic was really good and the Minden girls were really good. But being in B for the most part there, and what Jordan Hooper did. And the amazing thing is they won it when she was a freshman, and they made it all four years. But the next year, South Sioux City beat them in the finals, and they
1: never won the championship again, although they were there all four years for Jordan. I just thought she played kind of unselfish. I mean, she had a lot of really uh, – scored a lot of points, and it was a really, really good player. But I thought she saw the floor well. Doug, I see some players that score a lot of points, and they actually – maybe they, they don't hurt their team. Let's don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say that, but they could help them a little bit better if they took like five or six less shots. Have you seen that a little bit when you see some of these really good scores? I mean, they kind of forced a couple where, yeah. hey, if they just would have drove and maybe dished off, they might have been a little bit better. Don't get me wrong. All those people that score don't think I'm – you know, it's real easy to pick on those people. But there's some that just aren't as uh, – um, Tom Crop was probably the most unselfish player I saw that could score at will. You know, he was really unselfish. He made everybody else look better. And I thought she kind of, I thought, I didn't think, I thought she was an unselfish player. Yeah. And see,
2: there you go again too, Jimmy. A note to parents, never name your kid Will. Because he always gets scored on. <laughs> <laughs> well, yesterday on the Doug and Daddy Show, we got an opportunity to talk with the organizer of the Nebraska Girls Basketball Showcase, Kelly Cooksley, and uh, mentioned to us, which we already knew about, Jordan Hooper going in to uh, have her jersey retired at the University of Nebraska, but she'll also be making a stop at the Girls Showcase and be honored with former Lexington coach Randy Carpenter. And uh, Jordan is kind enough to give us a little time here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Jordan, thanks for the time. Good morning. How are you?
3: Yeah, good morning. I'm doing really well. I'm really excited to be on the show, so thank you.
2: Well, it's been a while and I suppose I'm gonna be honest, it's been a while since the name Jordan Hooper has kind of popped up here and it doesn't seem like it's been <laughs> ten years since you've been gone from the university. How do you feel about this weekend?
3: I'm really excited about this weekend. Yeah, I don't we didn't have to say the ten years thing. <laughs> we could left that out. But yeah, it's gonna be really exciting and, and fun and it's it's just gonna be an awesome weekend.
2: What did you think uh, when maybe you got the call or the email or the text or somebody said, hey, this is what we're going to do this weekend. We want to retire your jersey, which obviously, when you look at the numbers and what you've done, is well-deserved, but also part of that 2014 team that you were a part of gets to be there as well. Uh, What were your initial thoughts?
3: Yeah, so they'd called me, and it was was honestly disbelief. Like, I'd been hoping and hoping that maybe this would happen someday, and if it didn't, it didn't, and if it did, it did. And so when it finally – Came to fruition. I was like, "Wow, this is going to be so awesome!" So, initial reaction was like just overwhelmed. I think with emotions and happiness, and you know, tears of joy and tears of all the hard work and all of everything that I put into basketball over the years is finally paying off. And and it always has, like, it paid off even going to college and stuff. But this is just something cooler you know like this is amazing that this is going to happen and the jersey retirement and then the carney showcase as well like it's all just kind of happening at once and it's really really cool
2: Talking with Jordan Hooper here on the Doug and Daddy Show on ESPN Radio. Uh, Like I said, it's been a while since we talked, so there might be a couple questions that we rehash here. But I'm interested, Mm -hmm. when they hoist it up there, it's going to be number 35. Every player usually has some kind of sentimental value. Not every, but a lot, whether they pick Mm -hmm. their number in high school or college. Uh, Was there anything to 35, or is that what they gave you as a freshman?
3: Actually, no. I picked 35 when I was a third grader. So I've had 35 (laughs) for a very, very long time. Um, It was between 35, 55, and I think another number. And the other number was too small. And 55, I didn't want to be 55 because that was kind of cliche for all the bigs. You know, I was like, well, that's kind of what everyone wears when you're a post and all this stuff. So I kind of went with 35. It was just at that time, it was just kind of on a whim. And then after that, I was like, well, I have to be 35 for as many things as I can now, because it, it, it meant something after that first initial pick, you know.
2: You know, on the so, away games, Jordan, I wore 55, and it was too big for me because I was pretty skinny see? back in the day. <laughs>
3: yeah. It, well, that's what I'm saying. The, the first one was too small, and the 55 was a larger jersey because it was just made for the post players. And I was like, well, I don't really want that one. So I took the middle one, and there we go. That was why I chose it then. But then after that, it had a lot more value to it because it was – for everything, it was for my traveling team. It was for the the little third and fourth grade basketball team that I played on here in Alliance, and, and everything. So it, after that initial pick, it just it meant a lot more.
2: They didn't let us wear single numbers back in the day either.
3: It, well, I think I think that first one it was either yeah, it was a small like a ten or an eleven or something. Yeah. I can't remember. Or it was a single number. I can't remember that either. But I do remember that I was like, oh, that'd be cool. And then I was like, that's not gonna fit. <laughs> Too little.
2: <laughs> Jordan Hooper's with us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Jordan, uh, the 2014 team will also be there, but uh, I know Husker fans are really fired up about the team we have now, and another great big and Alexis Markowski and a great guard and Jazz Shelley, and uh, unfortunately, an Allison Winer that's got to sit out with another injury. But great to have some Nebraska girls, obviously not Jazz, but some Nebraska girls to fuel this. You are obviously. Uh, somebody that everybody followed. Once you decided to go to uh, Nebraska, talk about that commit first off, and why Nebraska, and was it going to be Big Red the whole time?
3: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> this team is very exciting. First of all, I've I've been watching a little bit. I I don't get all the games, and I'm doing other things sometimes. But the games that I have been able to watch and to listen to have been really good. And I, I'm also very excited about this team this year. And they seem like awesome kids awesome coaching staff so yeah it's very exciting first of all um and then yeah the commit um it wasn't big red the whole time it was just, <laughs> my brain was all over the place when I was getting recruited at the very very beginning you know like it was well I don't know which sport and then I don't know which school and then I don't know this and I don't know that and so it was and it was very tough because I was a super homebody so it's like well I could just go somewhere close like shattern or Wyoming and and those would have been i feel like those would have been just fine choices if i would have chosen and you know committed and gone there but in my heart i was like why well, I, I kind of want to challenge i kind of want to leave home get away from everything see if i can do it you know um see if i can play in, in d1 all this stuff like because people tell you and when you were getting recruited you kind of believe everybody's saying about you and everybody's like oh you're the best, you're the best. and you're like okay, but am I, you know, like whatever, you know, whatever they have to say, like, oh, you could fit in here and you could start right away and all this stuff. So then you start believing everybody, and then you're like, well, I have to. you have to take a step back, and you're like, okay, what do I want and who do I think I am and where do I think I can actually fit in? That's what I had to do. I had to take a hard look at which sport I wanted to do and which school I felt most comfortable in and everything like that. And so that's, I think my – Junior year, I had pretty much decided – or maybe it was even end of sophomore. I don't know when it was. I can't remember. Like you said, it's been 10 years since <laughs> college. So, yeah, I think it was right in that area, though, that I was like, I'm definitely going to go to Nebraska, and I'm definitely going to play basketball, and I'm going to do as best as I can. And then, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I'm going to try. So, I, it worked out.
2: <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Unbelievable career, and uh, Husker fans happy for that. And Jordan Hooper's with us here on the Doug and Daddy Show – Jordan, was there pressure? I mean, I'm thinking of Britt Prince right now, who many people oh, yeah. believe could be the greatest high school player, amassing mm-hmm. the likes of you and a few others, uh, and, and deservedly so. But was mm-hmm. there pressure to accept an offer to Nebraska when you were the best player in the state at the time?
3: Um, I don't know if I felt that pressure necessarily. I just felt pressure in general, um, just because of where where i'm from first of all like nobody knows really at, at that time nobody really knew oh lions like okay whatever but they're like yeah <laughs> it's out in the boondocks and it is like we're very far away from lincoln omaha and all that stuff like yes it is quite a drive to get out here if you want to come out here so um i, I just think there was pressure just on myself from myself mostly. Like, I don't even know if people around here or in the state in general put a lot of pressure on me. I think they were like, yeah, whatever, you're from Alliance, you're probably not going to make it. Like, that's how I'm thinking now. At the time, that's not how I thought. At the time, I just felt pressure, but I think it was just from me. Like, I have to do all of, I have to reach all of my goals, do all of the things I set out to do, and I have to do it at a very high level in order to get to my next step, you know, get to the next goal, get to the next thing. And so when you put that pressure on yourself, which I'm sure Britt has all those pressures on herself and I'm sure other people have put pressure on her, just because I think social media is a lot more to do with everything these days and stuff, which is, is great, but it's also pressure. So, um, but yeah, I just think it was mostly from myself on myself and I don't know, I I think it worked, but I don't know if it's necessarily healthy, <laughs> you know, but yeah.
2: Your most, I I would, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're now in that generation where summer ball, you, it wasn't like travel was not there for you from Alliance, Nebraska. You were able to do a lot of things to get ready, uh, different than maybe 30 years ago, compared to just 15 years ago. Talk about that Alliance basketball team, we kind of just before you got going, the boys had been so good and on that A and B bubble and coming to state and scoring 90-some points a ball game, and then you and your girls kind of took over, and, and although Alliance had been to some state tournaments, they hadn't had the success that you guys had.
3: Yeah, I remember I actually just went to a freshman game last night at the high school, and the obviously the boys' state picture is up, and I looked at that every single day that I went into that. Well, not every single day, but every single, like, camp, and every single time you went over there, you would look at the boys' um, winning picture, and I don't know. It just gives you, like, a little spark. You're like, well, I want a picture here, and, I like, you know, I want to be successful, and and not just me, but, like, the team, and the coaches, and the community, and everything. Like, it's big. It's a huge deal. So, yeah, when the boys went to state and did great, and they won that one year, I, I think it was 2000, something like that 2001 something anyway they went to state one you look at that picture every day and then yeah they were good I was in high school too like our boys team was always good they were always good but yeah when we could you know show them hey the girls are good too community has something else to root for and it just kind of makes it more fun and then when we went to state my freshman year first year and then we won it it was like everyone's like oh this is so awesome you put us on the map not just me but the team you know it was like yeah, well, I was a freshman, so I'm like, whatever, you know, <laughs> it's cool, and it was really cool. But you don't understand the impact that it has until essentially that you've graduated. Like even when I went when we went to state every single year my during my high school career, I was like, yeah, this is. It was just what I expected from myself, you know. It was what I expected from the team because like we have good players, we have good pieces. I expect to go to state. I expect to at least win a game, at least get a place, you know, like. I don't know it was just expected and so yeah it put us on the map and it was really amazing and yeah with the traveling and stuff now that, that kids get a chance to do it's it's a lot more and I, I had the opportunity to do that as well I didn't really take advantage of the opportunity as much I, I did it my freshman year the freshman summer and I didn't really enjoy the traveling around every summer and not really having a summer not really getting to be a kid so I actually told my parents, I was like, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. And my dad wasn't so happy about that. (laughs) But um, I started again my senior year. I was like, okay, I guess I better, you know, get my name out there and see if other coaches are interested and see if I can get any other offers or whatever. I don't know what I was doing. I just was a kid. So I was like, yeah, sure. It sounds like fun. So I did a littler team, got to travel a bunch. But yeah, I think kids, kids now have a lot more options. And even if they're not around here, you can – like, mine was in Holdridge one year and, and Lincoln the other year. Like, so they weren't close. You had to commit to driving. You had to commit to not having a summer, really. But I don't know. I think it's it's good and bad. I have arguments for both sides. <laughs> but I think it's it's whatever that kid wants to do and however far they want to get
2: couple more here with Jordan Hooper. She's going to be honored uh, Saturday at the Nebraska Girls Basketball Showcase, and then Sunday we'll have her jersey retired. What about just having a Nebraska Girls Showcase, Jordan? I mean, I know Tino Martinez got the Heartland Hoops thing going here on 15 years ago, but this is new, and what an opportunity to watch some of the best. We've, we've got battles of unbeaten teams that are going to be facing each other on Saturday.
3: I know. It's going to be awesome. I'm not going to be there for the whole thing. Right. I have other commitments in Lincoln and everything, but – um, I'm very excited to go and see the talent. And I, I didn't even know this was a thing. Like, I wish we would have gotten to play in it. Obviously, it wasn't around when I was doing everything. But I wish I would have gotten to play in it because it would have been awesome. It would have been like a second AAU thing in the winter, you know, like <laughs> uh, just something to show off your, your talents and your team's talents and stuff. So, yeah, I'm very excited to go and see the, the teams that I'll be witnessing for that game.
2: And Jordan, uh, for the fans out there, after you left the University of Nebraska, you had a little bit of a pro career, went overseas. What was that experience like for you for about four years after you left Nebraska?
3: Yeah, well, it was actually nine years. It was... (laughs) Nine years of professional basketball. Four years was WNBA um, in there as well as overseas. But, yeah, um, it was awesome, honestly. I loved going overseas. I loved going back to countries that I'd been to, like Australia and Turkey and Israel, and and just getting to see my friends again because, I mean – it's like I was saying earlier, social media is so big, so you can keep in contact with people a lot easier, but it's definitely not the same as meeting them in person and, you know, going to coffee or going to supper or going to any, like, just getting to see them when you play. You know, it's it was awesome. Just to go back to those countries and kind of just go back into to the way it was when I was there the first time. And like I said, get to see my friends, get to meet new, things, like meet new people, see new places, eat new foods. It was all really, really fun
2: you kind of alluded to it jordan but you are back home in alliance what is jordan hooper up to mm-hmm. these days
3: yeah so i'm back home um i was washing windows with a new company here in town the high plane hippies or just the window washing companies that's what i would it when the weather wasn't so cold <laughs> <laughs> and stuff and then um i i also watch people's dogs for them when they go on vacation or if they just need a weekend away they have pets and they're like well i guess i'll call jordan and those are kind of my side hustles right now. Um, I don't really know exactly what I'm going to do forever and ever, but for now I'm just kind of seeing where the wind takes me. And honestly, I'm just seeing if, if this year off is good for me. And I, if I want to go play again, then I will. And if not, then I'll I'll really start cracking down and seeing what I want to do.
2: That is awesome. I mean, if if you want to get away from it all anywhere in our part of the country, Here in Nebraska, that's a great place to get away from it all. I do want to ask you kind of a larger-scale question, Jordan, just your opinion on this, because we talk about it all the time. With the NIL coming in, I point to women's basketball as the number one sport of if you are a Caitlin Clark or an Angel Reese or whoever you want to pick out here, you are probably going to have a better chance with NIL money and staying in school and going to college than the contracts you make in the WNBA. Would you agree with that?
3: Yes, for now I would agree with that. Um, I know the WNBA is doing a bunch of restructuring and changing to their contracts, and I know that you can make money in the WNBA as long as you do the right stuff and you get your as well like NIL deals there. I don't know what those call just normal deals, I guess. So if you if you do all of the right things and you get those deals there, then I know the money could probably be similar, but. Yeah, if I was t- talking to my family the other day over the holidays, and I was like, "Yeah, the NIL would have been awesome if I was like still in <laughs> school and stuff." But I understand that it's—I <clears throat> probably got out at a good time, just because I—I I wasn't. I'm still not really a media person, and you kind of have to keep up with the, the posting and the being relevant on social media and being relevant in the community and all that stuff. So it would have been kind of h- hard for me, just because I am kind of a different person in that sense you know but yeah I think the NIL is a good thing I think um athletes should get paid for what they have to give you know every single day and every single practice and game and all that but I do think it's a little bit much I think there's a little bit a lot of money (laughs) right around but yeah I think that staying in school is probably the better option for now until the WNBA kind of because they have huge plans I know they have goals. I know they have all this stuff to make it so that kids want to come to the w- WNBA more and, and stuff like that. But for now, yeah, I think it's better to stay in school a couple extra years and just kind of ride on those those NIL deals.
2: Have you been in Pinnacle before this Sunday?
3: Um, I've been there. I went to one game since I've graduated. Um, I can't remember which year that was. It's been quite a while, though, because sure. – I was talking to somebody yesterday, and I said that the middle of the court is different. They've changed that, I think, since I was since I played in there. And so, yeah, it's going to be really exciting because, and I haven't been, I have not been in front of that many people in a really long time, probably since college, honestly. So it's going to be, it's going to be overwhelming in a good way.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Everybody has a different reaction. So let's close it out with this, Jordan. It'll be right before the game. They're going to play a video. They're going to take the lights down. They're going to shine that spotlight up in the corner next to the other retired jerseys, and then they're going to take the curtain down and number 35's up there. Any idea what you're going to feel like when that happens Sunday?
3: Uh, Probably cry. I'll be overwhelmed. Hopefully I won't cry. I'm trying (laughs) to not cry, but it's going to be an overwhelming moment in the best way, and I just think I'll let whatever emotions come out come out. You know, I'm not going to try to hold anything in. I'm not going to try to be... Not me, and so if I'm crying, I'm just gonna let myself cry, you know, because I think it's a huge moment and it's amazing, and I'm really excited. So yeah, whatever's gonna come out of my body is gonna come out. So, but I'm very, very excited and very happy, and and it's just a huge honor, and I'm I'm very I'm so happy that I get to see my family, my friends, like my old teammates, my old coaches. Everybody's gonna be there in Lincoln. It's gonna just be, it's gonna be a celebration. It's just gonna be fun.
2: Jordan, we can't wait to watch it on Sunday, and we sure appreciate you taking the time to stop off here in Kearney on Saturday. Congratulations, and thanks for giving us some time on the Dug and Daddy Show. It was a great chat.
3: Of course. Thank you so much. Thanks,
2: Jordan. Jordan Hooper joining us here on the Dug and Daddy Show. And one other thing I want to add in talking with Jordan off the air is that uh, it sounds like Coach Yori will be there on Sunday for this. And I think uh, that – Hopefully, and again, whether she's there just supporting Jordan and that team, or whether she comes out, and I hope she
1: comes out. I hope she does because I think the crowd will go nuts. Yeah, I think so too. I think it'd be a really good idea. It'd be nice. So I agree with you.
2: That's going to be part of what's going on uh, coming up on Saturday and thanks uh, Saturday and Sunday. The game for the Huskers is on Sunday. Uh, also, Anthony Rezac from Omaha West Side, their quarterback uh, this morning, named Nebraska's Gatorade Football Player. Of the year, if you're getting ready for lunch, the Cardi Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill is the place to be. Ask about their special special. It's oh, it's so good. Ground beef with mushroom gravy. If you want it, you don't have to have the mushrooms in it, but with gravy and potatoes and Texas toast, it's a great special. And they serve that Monday through Thursday. And on uh, Wednesday, well, of course, you can get the turkey BLT. And then it is Burger Night, Jimmy. Good old-fashioned Burger Night. It's totally jacked. the Bacon Blue. South of the border, the Cuban Burger, double bacon. You can get that every Wednesday night and enjoy a great feast at the Carney Chicken Coop. You get something,
1: uh, you get some kind of a special drink too, don't you, with that you or not? Get
2: a, you can get a 16 ounce domestic draft if you would like uh, with your burger at a special price. And that goes on every Wednesday
1: from 5 to 10. And if you don't want it, you can buy it and sell it to someone else and make some money.
2: <laughs> we'll take a break and finish it up next. The January chill is on at Jacoby Carpet One Floor and Home. Just as the temperatures have been dropping, so have the prices on in-stock flooring of all kinds. Thinking hardwood in your home? Save up to 70% on select styles. Intrigued by great looks and luxury vinyl tile? Enjoy up to 40% savings. And speaking of chill,
0: looking for new carpet and to warm up your floor? Take 50% off the regular price of all carpet roll ends. We can even bind your carpet to be an area rug at the Jacoby Carpet One January Chill
2: Flooring Sale. Downtown Hastings and Kearney.
0: year was 1979. Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clubber
2: Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles, inflation, recession, regulations,
0: Rocky Geyser has always answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been
2: in the ring with my clients sweating the details. Call Rocky Geyser of Remax Executives
0: today or log on to OneRocky.com. Put Rocky in your corner.
2: wrapping things up here what do you think jimmy ready to go for the rest yeah, of the week yeah yes let's get moving all right well uh that is uh going to bring us to the end of the show we'll see if rink mass plays tonight for the big red and uh thanks so much to those that came on and were a part of the program here today on espn uh we're gonna swing it into the news and uh you know producer danny anything for you i didn't get everything pulled up you see what i didn't do I didn't pull up the clothes. Don't worry about it. We don't need to close. the clothes. Forget the close. It's going to be a no close day.
1: Did you know that at the beginning of the year, Washington was thirty to one to win the national championship. Thirty to one. Yeah. And Michigan was three to one. Interesting. And they are saying
2: uh, we talked about it uh, earlier. We we're in a commercial break. It does look like a Washington's injured running back. Now the report is that he will play. That's Dylan it. will play. It's good. Uh, but we'll see. I we mean, want what's to see his him availability? Him. Yeah, you want to have the best. This is where you're at. You got here with these guys.
1: You want to see these guys exactly. play exactly. And you know Washington had to play, I believe. Um, and it maybe maybe it was Texas. One of the two had to play without their guy in the first half because he got called for targeting in the last regular season game. Yeah. Can you? And that seems like a really harsh penalty when you're playing for the national championship yeah. to have anybody have to sit out a half. Yeah.
2: Thanks so much to Jordan Hooper for joining us on today's Doug and Daddy Show. Dalton Jensen, UNK Wrestling Coach. Tomorrow we'll talk with Anthony Noreen, Kendall Grayson of The Storm, Joe Bartle of Roto-Wire. We'll see you then on the Doug and Daddy Show.
1: You've been listening to a Doug and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's
3: Drew. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in carnage. Oh, darling, I feel like amazing.
1: Don't make me do that again. Game of-